A puppet cannot be held responsible for its actions, nor can a man who, by reason of mental incapacity, has no control over his will. To be fully human, one needs to possess a will and be able to command it. In everyday life, we expect this of our fellows. Indeed, if we could not, the fabric of any association would disintegrate. In secular society, the notion of punishment includes the expectation that the offender, remembering the correction which he has endured, will in the future take care to avoid the course of action which provoked it. In short, we assume that normal people have control over their actions, and that those who fail to exercise their will are either abnormal or culpable. Conversely, those who exercise their will for the good of others, especially if it is to their disadvantage, are seen as virtuous and exemplary. They choose to do right, and are honored for it, since they could have chosen otherwise. Such an approach, based on common experience, was that of Pelagius and his supporters. Pelagius, in his analysis of what constituted a good action, identified three elements, possibility, volition, and action. Volition and action come from ourselves. Thus, in every good action there is praise for both God and man. It is of God alone that man is able to perform a good work, but it is for man to will the good work and to perform it. The essential element here, which distinguishes Pelagian from Augustinian psychology, lies in the will. For Augustine, to will requires the gift of grace for every individual action. God crowns his own gifts and not human merits. If human merit is from man himself, it is not from God. For Pelagius, although man's power comes from God, he is left with his own initiative. He is, in Julian of Aclanum's famous phrase, emancipated from God. The ferocity of the conflict between Augustine and the Pelagians can obscure the fact that their analysis of God's action upon the human soul are not as different as appear on the first view. Pelagius, no less than Augustine, believed that God was the source of all human power. He differed from the mature Augustine in assuming that God gives each individual a personal power of free decision in life, which can be used for a moral or immoral end. The difference between the Augustinian and Pelagian views of human choice was determined by their attitudes to Adam's primal sin and its effect upon his descendants. The Pelagians denied the existence of any transmission of Adam's guilt. Adam was made a rational animal, mortal, capable of virtue, and vice, who was able from the possibility conceded to him to observe God's laws, or to transgress, or by his natural power of command to preserve the law of human society, and being free, he had the power to wish either alternative, and in that is the sum of sin and righteousness. The distinction between this view of human nature and Augustine's is determined by the doctrine of the fall. For Augustine, Adam was created far superior to any of his human descendants as they have become through his sin, in which they all mysteriously participated when he disobeyed God's commandment. And this, in Augustine's mature theology, 
has left them incapable of performing any good action without the immediate, prevenient grace of God. God must always intervene. 